Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast Season 3 premiere with Maddie and Smitty brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. Download the Inside the Rink app and subscribe to the Inside the Rink YouTube page to watch our episodes. Smitty will let you know how you can sign up for ESPN+. Plus. Sure, you can sign up for ESPN+, Plus by going to the Inside the Rink website go to inside the rink.com slash espn and sign up today i have espn plus i love all the major league baseball soccer college sports ufc and much much more including college and nhl hockey coming back very very soon so sign up for espn plus at inside the rink.com slash espn today so you don't miss any bruins action one last time sign up at inside the rink.com slash espn well, terrific. And the uh, prospect challenge just occurred out in Buffalo. Bruins uh, win one, lose two. Uh, there were some some interesting uh, performances. Brett Harrison had three goals. I uh, thought he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Luke Toporowski continues to show that he may be a, an, a, you know, an option coming up this season, maybe, uh, for the Bruins as well. Uh, Matthew Poitras played pretty well as, uh, and has some terrific hands. I saw some some clips of him dancing around the zone mm-hmm. with the puck. Uh, so there were some, some really good, I guess, some some good, you know, bright lights for the for the team. Um, you know, they continue to be amongst the bottom prospects wise in the league, but I thought that there were some some good signs that some players are developing. Yeah, there's some bright spots during the tournament for sure. Uh, Harrison was definitely one, and and he's always been. Uh, that's kind of his his mo is he's always been able to shoot the puck, and and it's good to see that uh, you know he's shooting the puck and the puck is going into the net. Uh, because, you know, there's been some uh, prospects in the past, you know, oh, he has a good shot, but it doesn't translate to actual goals. Uh, so to see, you know, some goals and some production coming there, that's good to see. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that uh, translates once he gets into camp with bigger, stronger, faster guys, if he can get the shot off and so forth. Uh, but Toporovsky's been... You know, he's kind of a speedy, gritty guy and with some skill, and, and he's definitely an option, I think, for, you know, kind of a, maybe a tweener, an up-and-down guy if there are some injuries, uh, or maybe he makes a push for, uh, for the bottom six. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, there were some bright spots. Uh, and then there was some, you know, Mason Lowry had a couple of tough games, I heard. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what his confidence level is going into the full training camp, which opened today. It did open today. Uh, the Bruins begin the 2023-24 season and play on September 24th, their first preseason game. Uh, you mentioned Lowry. Uh, Frederick Bernays was a guy I was looking at as well. I do see, though, that neither guy is all that physical. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the defensive core. It seems to be a couple more guys that fit the MO of move the puck, play well offensively, an option certainly offensively, but we've also talked about how the defensive core doesn't have enough jam, doesn't have enough, you know, nasty and that type of thing. So I wonder if, you know, the Bruins are just, you know, either not looking to develop that type of guy or are they just going to get a veteran type of guy to fill that role like a Shattenkirk going forward? 
Yeah, probably is going to be uh, a veteran. I think uh, it's kind of a lot to ask a, a rookie defenseman, unless you know it's in their DNA to really come in and kind of change the way they play. Uh, you know, low rise, more of an offensive guy. I think he started his career as a forward, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just a, it's it's asking a lot of someone, especially when they're trying to break into the league, to come in and play maybe a little bit of a different style. They really need to kind of stay to what their game is, what's true to them, and and what got them to this level. And then, you know, maybe they can expand their game a little bit and add some of that physicality when they develop more, uh, you know, maturity and so forth. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, the the prospects are, you know, the prospect pool is still rather thin, and that's uh, partly the drafting, partly because of where they're drafting and so forth. But uh, I think we've seen again, though, here that there's not a lot ready to go, and I think that's why management went with some veteran one-year deals sort of bridge the gap and I think that that came to be uh, during this prospect challenge that you know maybe they aren't maybe they just aren't guys ready to go right now so they created that security by having some veteran veteran people um, alright it is time now for 7 Chirps and 7 Chirps is brought to you by Lops Brewing Lops Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket Rhode Island specializing in small batch ales and lagers it's open 7 days a week use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them at Lops Brewing for new beers and events on social media number 1 Bruins Historic 100 came out uh, do you have any thoughts on who who was there, who was omitted, and so forth. I don't know if there's really any glaring omissions, you know, looking through right. the thing. I, I mean, 100 guys is kind of a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, there's some interesting ones. You know, you have, you know, like Jason Allison in there, didn't play a mm-hmm. ton of time with the Bruins. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some other guys. Um, Phil Kessel, you know, was with the Bruins for a short time, then goes somewhere else and wins all his cups. So it's interesting to see some of those guys, maybe more like seem like fringe Bruins or like when you think of them, like would you when you think of Phil Kessel, do you think Bruin? You probably don't, you know, I don't know. I don't anymore. I mean, I know yeah. I don't. No. So it's so that so that kind of stuff is is interesting to me. Some guys that maybe moved around a little bit, um, you know, that maybe you wouldn't necessarily think of as Bruins that are on this list, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the list and <clears throat> I'm trying to see it. I don't know if he's there and I'm a little surprised because you know, let's face it. Ted, Ted Donato is there, but I don't <laughs> see Glenn Murray and Glenn Murray had two stints with the Bruins. Yeah. And put yes. up a lot of friggin' points. He certainly did. Like, and, and I don't see him there and that's a little weird. When you have, but you know, you have like Sean Thornton, and that he's on there because he's. I think they took the, into consideration some fan favorites, like Johnny Boychuk's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not one of the best defensemen ever to play, you know, right. but he's on there, and um, you know, and and like I said, like a guy like Ted Donato's there, you know, like Stan Jonathan's there. I mean, he was a fighter and a tough guy. Um, but uh, Glenn Murray is not, and that I find interesting because he, if you look at his stats, he, he put up some points. I would think, you know, player. I think, so, uh, you know, we were mentioning guys that you don't, you wouldn't think of as Bruins. Uh, Glenn mm-hmm. Murray is a guy that I, it's, I would say you do think of 
when you, right. you know, he's the Bruins. When you think of Glenn Murray, it's not necessarily, sure. you know, the Kings or um, one of the other teams that he's been on, you know, it, right. it's the Bruins. So uh, that is right. a little, that is a little bit odd to me there. Yeah. I, I thought that was a little strange, but like you said, a hundred guys, a lot of guys. So I'm not going to nitpick on who wasn't there. I, I am happy Adam Oates was there. He's only played five years, but he's there. Of course he, he was fantastic with them. Yeah, he was. Um, and then, you know, I have, you know, Mike O'Connell's there, and that's probably uh, a little ode to the G- GM there, too. Yeah, a little double uh, dip, you know. sure. Yeah, a little double dip there. But, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, Murray's the one guy. Recky's there, which is good. He wasn't there a lot, but he helped win the Cup. Yeah. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really have, you know, you know Byron Defoe was on it. Which I thought was interesting. Uh, he was a you know pretty good goaltender, but I wouldn't you know if you say okay, who's a top 100 historic Bruins? Darren Defoe is like 346. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, he probably that's, that's okay. That's just you me. probably wouldn't make my list. I, I could name no. probably four or five goalies before I would name Byron Defoe. Right. Yeah. Probably yeah, six. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would name Andy Moog and Reggie Leveland before. Yeah, both of those guys. So I would go. Yeah. I would go Tuca. I would go Cheevers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Moog, Lemelin, Pete yeah. Peters had that yeah. unbelievable sure. stretch in the in the early eighties. Um, right. You know, um, yeah, Tiny Thompson. Tiny Thompson. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of guys before you get to Byron Defoe. I would say. Yeah. Wait, do you think PJ Axelson is on the top? <laughs> he probably is. I think he is, I mean, isn't he? Is he? Is he? I yeah. think he is. He's, he's got to be on there. He's a historic 100. Steve Casper's yeah. on there. I'll tell you what, who has a chance to, to knock somebody off is Danton Heinen if he makes a team because everybody loves some Danton Heinen. So, oh, yeah, PJ uh, Axelson's on there. I see him. He's on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's there. He's there 100%. Um, yeah, so there's your, there's your top 100 or so. Charlie Simmer made it, which was nice. I mean, he yes. was a pretty good player for them. Yeah. Scored a lot of goals. Craig Janney. Craig Janney absolutely should be on it. Yeah, he should be on it. Um, all right, sharp number two. How about these jerseys? Ah, oh, Jesus. I mean, Wait, here's my question. What's with all the lines on the, on the so, sleeves? So that's what, that's what everybody says. So, like, yeah. the, the actual jerseys themselves, like, if you just take off, you know, the extra stripes on the sleeves, you did yeah. great. Yeah, you, did you did great. great. Like, the, like, the home and away are beautiful jerseys. They're simple. Yeah. They're classic. But then you go, you know, three, three yellow, two white, and right. I don't know what you'd call it, four black, five black yeah. stripes there. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's, yeah. it's, you know, look at the, look at the third jersey. It's gold, black, white, black, gold. That's all you had yeah. to do. That's all you had to do. That's all you had to do. And I tell you, I really, I really liked the, the third jerseys. I liked them a lot. I like the, I like the gold. I like the gold one. Yeah. I like that one. I like yeah. the 1924 in there. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and I, like you said, like it, there's a little bit of an ode to like the 80s Bruins there in the yeah. middle with the crests. And the, yeah. so it, but then the, then I saw the sleeves. I was like, what? Well, I, like, how do you put that many stripes on no, there? I, I mean, it's, I, just, I just don't understand it. I mean, they're, oh, I they're, they're nice, and I'm sure they'll look great on the ice. I really love the third ones. I, I like the other two. 
but I would have loved the other two if they had just settled down a little bit with the fucking stripes in the sleeves. Right, just settle down. No, just settle. Like, was I the person drunk? They have no stripes at all. I'm with you. And just, and just the M, the B, yes. the spoke B in the middle. Yeah. And all black. Yeah. Like, that's, that's nice. I would have, yeah. I would have preferred that too. And right. the other thing that I'll nitpick about is they went one shoulder patch with the Centennial thing. I would have put it on both shoulders. Either that yeah, or, go, or go Centennial yeah. patch on one side and go cocaine bear or meth bear on the other side. Oh, yes, sure. That, that would have been yeah. nice, too. Or original six or something. Or, yeah. Know, something. yeah, something yeah. else. So uh, the single yeah. patch and the, and the, uh, the extra sl- stripes on the sleeves, I'm, I'm not a... Not a fan of that, but uh, overall, you know, it, it it's a nice looking jersey. It's a, it's a classic looking jersey. They just went, you know, a little drunk with the stripes on the sleeves. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, think I saw what two sixty a pop. Oh yeah, two sixty for the yeah. for the for the authentics. And uh, yeah, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm spending two sixty on one of these, I'm buying the third jersey. I am. Oh, absolutely. Either that, or I'm, or I'm getting someone to to uh, bringing it to a seamstress and getting them to take some of the fucking stripes (laughs) off the sleeves. Yeah. (laughs) Could somebody help me with this? This has too many fucking stripes on it. (laughs) My issue is is that I I want the black because I'll spill coffee all over the. Oh yeah, sure you will. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, so that's my my issue is that I'm going to get that thing dirty. I'm with you though. I I, I'm with you. I I think you if you go no stripes, that's better than what they did. That's no, that's that's better. That it would is. be really like classic. It like, would wow, be. I, I'd like that. Yeah. Um, all right, trip three. Brad Marchand is the new captain of the Boston Bruins. Never thought I'd see this a few years ago. Since he entered the league in 2009 and 10, here is what Marchand is. First in shorthanded goals, second in plus minus, third in playoff points, tied for third in playoff goals, tied for third in game winning goals, fifth in playoff assists, seventh in goals, thirteenth in points, nineteenth in assists. Wow. I mean he's had a pretty in good the career. Last Fifteen years. He's had a pretty yeah. good career. And and I think I honestly think that he was the right choice. We talked about it before. I thought it was going to be him. Uh, I think McAvoy is probably, you know, the captain in waiting. He was assigned one of the uh, one of the alternates along with Pasternak, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. I was surprised. I, I, I mean, surprised. I, his contract um, kind of dictates that he will he is in a leadership role just because he's getting paid a lot of money and he's going to get sure. his share of the blame when things don't go well. So I could see sure. I could see it from that standpoint. But you know, there's been like. Guys like Carlo and and some other guys that you you maybe thought maybe would have a chance of getting that other uh, that yeah, other. Yeah, I thought Coyle might. Yeah, and, and Carlo. I yeah, thought those are two good candidates there. Um, but yeah, I was a little surprised on Parsonak. I see why they did Marshian, and I'll, I'm interested to see still how how long, much longer he'll play. Yeah. Um, but uh, and there's a lot of you know there's been some uproar from around the league and even. Bruins fans who still put that stigma on him as you know how can you how can you say that he's a captain material and all this because they look at they had Bergeron and Chara two of the most respected two of the you know biggest gentlemen in the league you know and then Marshan is not that isn't <laughs> like he's isn't, not that at all isn't Kachuk a captain in Florida yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's the captain. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. knock the shit off. Like, yeah, I know. There's Just, plenty yeah. of guys sure. who 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 stir shit up and sure. play on the edge that are captains. So mm. knock it off. I mean, yeah. Just knock it off. I mean, yeah, he and, and he Marchand isn't as bad anymore. No, obviously. he he's cleaned he's up his act. Like, I mean, yeah. You know, he doesn't lick guys anymore and and that kind no. of thing. So I mean, I I, I just I don't see. I don't see what the uproar is really about because he's cleaned up his act and and 
he's the logical guy in, in my opinion. He's um, I don't I don't know if he's the only guy left that's won a cup, but he's certainly close to it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, think he's the only guy now that Bergeron and Krejci are gone. Oh, right? Lucic is back. Oh, Lucic is back. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, guys. Uh, yeah. they're really, you know, if you want to try to keep a hold of that winning culture and, and sustain, you know, what those other guys have built, he's the natural bridge um, mm. to, you know, the next set of guys, which is, you know, your Pasta Knox and your McAvoy's and, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah I, I think he's the perfect choice, honestly. 27th captain, uh, only the ninth captain since Johnny Busick was captain. You had Cashman, O'Reilly, Middleton, Bork, Jason Allison briefly, Joe Thornton briefly, and then Chara Bergeron and now Marchian. Uh So only 27 in the 100 years of the Bruins. So they take it seriously and uh, big shoes to fill for Marchand. But mm-hmm. uh, again, we'll see how long he plays. Uh, chip number four, what are some things you're watching closely as training camp open today? So uh, something that I'm keeping particular tabs on is the young guys um, in the, in the, uh, you know, in the triple a in the, in the AHL that are kind of trying to crack into the lineup Versus some of the guys in the on the amateur, the professional tryouts or whatever, your Alex Chasons and your Danton Heinens, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to win out uh, in that in that battle, kind of for some of the bottom six spots. In my opinion, <laughs> it's going to be the Chasons and the Heinens because uh, mm-hmm. they're they've been in the league, they have scored, they have played in Stanley Cup Finals, they have experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really think that those guys are going to end up winning out over maybe some guys like your Osterkosteins and that, and, and the like Mike, uh, Mark McLaughlin, some guys like that, 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 um, you know, are just kind of, unless they blow people away, I think Mm -hmm. those, those veteran guys, if, if all things are equal, are going to be guys that are going to take spots on the team. Well, look, you're going to err on the side of caution. So you're going to, like, Michael McLaughlin last year was a numbers game with him. Like, he, everybody thought, you know, boy, McLaughlin should make the team out of camp, and he didn't. Then it turned out that he goes to Providence and gets off to a really tough start. Yeah, like I wonder he, if he, he pouted. Uh, he, you know, I yeah. wonder if he, if he kind of, you know, pouted about not making the team and, and right. let it affect his play. And, you know, we've, mm. we've said it before, consistency is a big thing about yeah. uh, being an NHL player. You can't have, you know, real highs and, and lows like that. So, right. Uh, yeah. I think they'll go the conservative route and they'll, like, like you said, unless someone just blows them away, um, I don't think you'll see many of any of those guys really in Providence probably make the team out of camp just because they really loaded up with, you know, veterans who could play bottom six minutes and they're going to go with those guys, maybe a, a chase on and a Heinen either, or makes the team and fills a spot and then see where you are. And then maybe just kind of filter those guys in as, as injuries come through and you try to give them a taste here or there. But I don't, I, I, I would be really surprised if someone comes in like a Beecher or a Toporowski or someone comes in and plays, uh, or even a Makulov or something, one comes in and makes it right out of camp. I, I agree with really you. Yes, yeah, I agree with you. Um, all right, Sharp Five. Don Sweeney said contract talks with Jake DeBrusque will begin during camp. He said he wanted to see if DeBrusque wants to stay. I found it interesting because didn't DeBrusque say recently, like a week or so ago, that he did want to stay? I believe he did. 
I believe yeah. he did. So I'm not so that, sure. That was a weird comment. Yeah, I'm not sure what Sweeney is talking about. I think he probably got caught up in his own words there and didn't really have mm. a way out of his of what he was trying to say of, of his sentence because uh, he started to say one thing and then he was like, well, I don't know what how to get out of this. Right. So uh, I think he just said that, um, probably even knowing that Tabrasco had already said that he wanted to stay. Right. So, well, uh, here's, here's my sports radio conspiracy. Okay. I think that that, that tells me that does he want to stay, meaning we're going to offer him what we think we should offer him, which is probably a little less than he thinks he's going to get. So we'll see if he wants to stay. That's what it says to me. I think. So I'm waiting for a five times 5.5 deal yeah, or something like that, like a, a lower than market values offer uh, out of the gate here. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, that's yeah. really the that's really the Bruins M.O. They try to get guys on good deals they try to lowball people it's really the it's really the mo of of everyone in this town the way <laughs> right. the way they right. handle uh, the players and the contract negotiations with the exception of the Celtics who just pay out their ass oh, they just play out they, they just yeah. they just don't care and and honestly right. i think I, I wish the Celtics ownership was running the bruins and right. the red Sox and the patriots mm. uh, but you know that's a story for another day um, mm. but yeah, I, I I I think that's how they handle things. They like to you know win deals and and get guys to sign for less, and sometimes it creates some animosity. Sometimes guys leave, you know. So it will be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Now, if Jake doesn't produce, you know, it's an easy it's an easy negotiation. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. five times five, he'll say sure. Mm-hmm. But, sure. uh, right. but right, but if uh, that's why I think in training camp before they even have seen what DeBrusque will do without Bergeron or Krejci, I think in training camp the negotiation starts a little low. Yep. and see if he'll bite. And if he doesn't, then it's all on Jake. The pressure's kind of on him, right? To 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 come. You can't come out of the gate with one goal in the first month because right. they come back and say, okay, well, this is what you are. So. You know, Jake is kind of betting on himself, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's asking. I think If I was Jake DeBrusque right now, I'd ask six times 6.5. That's where I would start. Well, if I'm him, I'm probably asking for seven. You yeah. know, if he's, sure. if he's, you know, if he's a, if he's a 20 to 30 goal scorer in the league, um, right. you know, I, I'm asking for seven and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you meet in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. but for him, I'm certainly asking for six years because next yeah, year, sure. A month into the year, he turns 28. So this this is his chance to get to 34 years old with this contract. Yeah, and then you and then you go one year deals from there. Like then then you're then you're an old veteran. Oh, plus but the cap's going up too. Deal. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I you know, I I I think they'll get it done. But here's here's the other question: If you're the Bruins, isn't it in the back of your head that this guy kind of quit on the team before and? He's had a little bit of a history, not in the last year or so, year and a half, but he's had a little bit of a history of disappearing a little, not giving great effort all the time. Like it's in his DNA that he might, you know, coast a little. Do you think in the back of their head they're saying, okay, if he gets his big deal, where's his motivation level? Because he's shown it before that his motivation can subside some. Yeah, so I mean, it, it could be something that's in there. It could be. I mean, I, if I'm if I'm them and I'm 
looking at the positive side of things, maybe I think, oh, he's, you know, he's grown. He's grown mm-hmm. from those days. Sure. He's he's matured. So now he's he realizes what it takes after playing with Bergeron, after playing with Marchand, guys who are really true professionals that really give 100% day in and day out. He's he's learned that that's mm-hmm. how you have to play to be, you know, an elite player in this league. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that's some of that's rubbed off on him and he's kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then some of the other stuff also was during COVID where a lot of people, you know, had some issues. He even mentioned he had some, right. you know, mental health kind of things struggling with, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of the isolation part of that. Uh, so, you know, I think the Bruins probably will chalk it up to those things, but it does have to be maybe there just a little bit in the back of your mind. Like, you know, if we give this guy a, a ton of money, is he, is he going to, is he going to go all out for us, you know, all the time? Yeah, I think it, I think it has to be there a little bit. Now I'm not, you know, in fairness to, to Brosk, he's even when he had a trade request, you know, was in the midst of it, he, he started to perform well again. And even with Cassidy still there, he had a big second half of the year there. I mean, he did. so he's, he's been good the last year and a half, Sure, but, uh, but I just, you know, there's some, something in there too. I think his value, I mean, around the league, you'd probably say, okay, stats wise, okay, this is kind of where it is, but I don't know what they see his value at. And I'm really interested to see how that negotiation goes. And he said, even just a few days ago, you know, it takes two to tango, which I was like, oh, like that's an interesting comment to make that they haven't come to him with an offer. And and he is kind of, you know, wondering the same thing. So we'll see see what happens in that. They have they have some money next year. They have the room and they're kind of backed into a corner a little bit. After losing Hall, after losing Bertuzzi, Bergeron and Krejci, like they need the offense. Yeah, so well, he's still providing it. I mean, yeah, that's the other thing is he's one of the few guys on the team who has, you know, some real speed, some game-breaking kind of ability to to go by guys on the outside, which they lost mm-hmm. with the Hall, with Hall being gone, and they didn't have a ton of team speed to begin with. So, um, you know, he's really that one guy who has is kind of a breakaway type of threat there Mm -hmm. um so yeah it'll be interesting to see uh you know how they value him and and uh whether or not he can uh and they can come to terms right uh trip six providence bruins head coach talked about georgie mccoolov and i found this interesting here's his quote now it's pen to paper it's rubber to road for merc you want to be a center in the national hockey league you have to buy into how we play in our own end and that's up to merc now he goes on to say you have to give him a why all the time he's super inquisitive the why with merc was we want to be in and out of our d zone we want your energy for offense there's a certain way of selling it in a certain way to buy in, and he and he brought in. There is some talk that of whether Merkulov is willing to play a 200-foot game, essentially, is willing to play defense. And that's going to be the difference between him being, like you said, uh, inconsistency and in and out of the league, or is he going to be Ryan Donato, or is he going to be a top six center? Yeah, I think uh, I think it it. It was a slow start to him in the A last year, and I think that was where that quote was kind of from, was early in the season, he wasn't really buying in, and he was struggling uh, mm. to, to put up points and, and uh, wasn't having a great you know beginning to the season. 
And, uh, you know, he kind of bought in, you know, there maybe a third of the way through uh, and then kind of blossomed after that. Mm. Um, you know, defense led to offense and, and uh, you know, and he was dynamic after that the last, you know, two thirds of the season down there. So uh, hopefully, you know, the buy in continues and, uh, you know, he builds on that and has a real strong training camp and pushes for a spot because, uh, they need all the help they can get offensively. They need centers. Uh, everybody knows that. Everybody in the organization knows that. You know, those young guys uh, are chomping at the bit. You know, Mer- Merkulov, um, Beecher, those guys want to try to crack the lineup. And and there's a role for both of those guys uh, if they can develop the consistency and they can play the 200-foot game. I mean, that's a strength of Beecher's along with the skating and the mm-hmm. and the penalty kill. So, you know, maybe he can sneak in as a as a you know bottom four, uh, bottom six guy a, a, as the fourth line center. Um, you know, to to play physical. I I think um, the Providence coach said that he kind of um, embraced that role a little later on in the season. He was playing more physically. He was using his legs. He was getting in on the forecheck. Those are all things that uh, you know. With the guy with his size uh, could be beneficial to the team. So you know, maybe he can carve out a little bit of a role there for himself on the fourth line. And and Merkulov uh, certainly has a has a chance to be a, a top six uh, player for the Bruins if he can you know uh, shore up the defensive end of defensive part of his game. Well, you talked about the offense, the uh, young players, and how it's a little bit unfair to have them jump in physically, NHL, and all that, and be physical and be, you know, hard for checkers and all that. I mean, Bostonak had the had a problem with it early on. DeBrusque, you know, has you know has been more of a physical type. Even a David Krejci mm-hmm. would find a way to be physical enough, you know. So you're not asking to go out and bang bodies every night, but he has to be sure in his own end. And the Bruins are really really uh, an organization that really preaches the 200 foot game from the centers. Uh, that's why Charlie Coyle, that's why they like him. Mm-hmm. That's why, uh, you know, Krejci was able to do it uh, for the most part. That's why they love Bergeron. It's, that's the way they play. And they need that from Makulov. That's why I don't think you know, like Makulov is certainly a candidate a, a couple of months ago to maybe take a spot. That's why I don't think he's, I mean, he's in Providence at the beginning of the season. Because if this is what's in their head right now, it's going to take a lot in, in two weeks <laughs> to change that to become, okay, now he's ready to go. I think it's going to take a little more seasoning and uh, the, the willingness to do those types of things to be an, a legitimate NHL player. Because, look, I, with a guy like Pakulov, I don't want him playing fourth-line center. No, absolutely like, I not. I don't want him playing with a couple of schmoes. No? I, I don't. Because that he's not going to produce. And it's just, we, they've done this before with players. Like, Sadiq is a, an example. Now, Sadiq, I, I agree with, he wasn't an NHL player. Still isn't. But he had the tools to be a top six center but he doesn't didn't have enough tools to do at the nhl level but he's not a fourth line center so you can't throw him out there with a couple of bangers who don't put the puck in the net no like that's not going to help him so he's got to be top six or bust in my opinion plus you don't want a Merkulov who really doesn't defend that well playing third and fourth line center because those are defensive centers yeah, I mean, that, killers and, you know. exactly. That was, that was another reason the Bruins love Thomas Nosek is because he was a fourth-line center. He won face-offs. He was good in his own end. Uh, he was a big guy. He could play defensively. He chipped in, you know, occasionally, like very occasionally, uh, right. with a goal here or there. Uh, right. And that's part of the reason they moved on is because you can't pay, you know, a fourth-line center that doesn't produce, you know, a couple million bucks. You just can't. 
right? Uh, in this day and age, so um, maybe you know, maybe that is a role for Beecher. Maybe if you know, yeah. if he can, if he can really kind of focus on the defensive side and winning draws and being hard on the pucks and and fate and winning, you know battles in the corners and and that kind of thing you know maybe he can carve out a role for himself uh because they could use his speed for sure and he's a big body so mm. i mean maybe that's an option uh you know for them in the fourth line uh in the fourth line role so we'll see uh come training camp how he kind of handles that um you know responsibility the the you know the job is there i think for the taking uh, mm-hmm. if, if he wants to grab it, you know, they would love to have a, a you know, a low cost guy there, um, to kind of take that spot. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see through training camp, how he kind of responds and, and, uh, whether he can grab that. Sure. Uh, all right. Trip seven, Steven Stamco seemed miffed today by no contract offer from Tampa Bay. He may be a candidate for Bruins in the off season. If this goes sour. I tell you, I, I certainly wouldn't hate it. Um, you know, I, I think there's some guys um, maybe a little younger with a little more, um, I don't know. I mean, he, he, he can put the puck in. He has a little bit of an injury history, which I don't love. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a champion. He knows how to score goals. He has an unbelievable mm-hmm. shot. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't hate it. Um, but, you know, do you have to pay him? Ten million dollars a year. I mean, if that's the case, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm doing that. No. Um, so, you know, would I rather spend, you know, ten million uh, on, you know, Elias Lindholm, you know, eight right. million, eight million on Elias Lindholm or whatever, seven and change, eight on him, and then another two, add to another two somewhere else, and get a a really good, you know second pair D-man or third pair D-man or, or something like that or a little more offensive depth up front, I probably would do that instead. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I think he'll probably re-sign in Tampa. I mean, he's been in Tampa his whole career. They'll find a way to get it done. Uh, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because I think, he, you know, it's the nature of negotiation where it kind of goes back and forth. Um, you know, right. same thing kind of with DeBrusque. He's, he was a little miffed, I think, that uh, the Bruins hadn't kind of opened up contract talks. So, um, right. you know, it's kind of the off season now where, you know, there's a lot of posturing and so forth. So uh, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, you know, 15th year in the, in the league, he had 84 points. Like, he's a terrific yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he really uh, is. I mean, he's Jesus. Yeah, but I'll say this. With Austin Matthews off the you know, off the map, and now Stamco's probably off the map. It's getting thin quick. It does. All yeah. those people you thought was going to be Well, I mean, that's the thing with centers is it's it's so hard to find good centers in the league. Right. You know, right. it's 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 just really hard to find you know, top six centers in the league. Sure. So when you sure. have them, you really got to hold on to them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the Bruins need to, hopefully that's their plan is when the cap expands to, to make a splash uh, this coming off season to, to mm-hmm. grab one of those guys and, and lock them up. So they have um, some center depth uh, moving forward. I mean, if you look at all the cup winners, other than the Bruins, really, who had Bergeron and Krejci's second round picks, like, 
all the cup winners the last whatever 15 20 years all like top 10 picks centers like McKinnon. oh yeah and, and i mean just the list is just taves like yeah the list crosby McKinnon, taves crosby yeah eichel yeah eichel yeah. yeah, I mean that's where you get them, and the Bruins haven't been picking there. No, so they're not getting them. So you have to either trade for someone that goes bad somewhere, mm-hmm. or because you know, other than there was a one year Braden Point is a third rounder, like, but they had Stamkos. Yes, yeah, they still you know. had Stamkos, so, you know, Jesus, and they had so, Kucherov yeah. and Hedman, and you know, right. so I mean, and Hedman was a get... Hedman was a top five pick. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kucherov was a. He was what? It was he a second rounder? Maybe I think. Yeah, I think Kucherov might have been a second rounder. So, um, but any, but, but had, anyway, Jesus, yeah. You, I mean, you had, um, you know, the Bruins. If you look at their, and now the Hall's gone. You know, they have Marshan was the was second rounder. Third, third, uh, third rounder. Yeah, third rounder, right? Yeah, sixty, and, sixty, you know, sixty-three. Yeah. So you you don't have. I mean, DeBrusque is a first rounder. You know. Whether he should have been or not, I don't know. But he's a first rounder. But uh, for the most part, the teams that are that are going to go ahead and win the cup, or you know, the teams that have specifically the centers that were top ten yep. prospects that were big, and that's what the Bruins don't have. Oh, Zaka, Zaka was. Zaka was. Yes, Zaka. Was, Zaka was a top ten, wasn't he? Fifth draft. to sixth. Fifth yeah, to sixth same draft, yeah. right? As DeBrusque. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. We got it. Well, maybe yeah, you got yeah. you got your guy. Time you to win. Let's go. Zaka. Time yeah. to win. Here we go. And at Quill. <laughs> Quill was a first round pick. Yeah, was, a li- uh, yeah, he, he was a little quit, further down, I think. But he was, yeah. But uh but, yeah, uh, Zaka yeah. top ten. So there it is. Wrap it up. There it is. You, you got your guy. Cups coming uh, cups coming uh, back to Boston next year. Yeah, that's, this year. Yeah, that's true. Coming up. Uh, well, now that it's uh, hockey season, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local in all your favorite sports. From the comfort of your own home with DraftKings to celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for the code ITR to get $200 in bonus bets to use. Now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts, that's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist. Free and confidentially, 24-7, 21 plus, physically present in mass. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonus issued as free bets. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. You know, Don Sweeney talked about it uh, earlier today, and I wanted to get your feel on this. He said that they were going to be highly competitive, the Bruins, and that they were going to be a tough out each and every night. Do you believe that? I do not. I do not believe they will get. I believe they'll be highly competitive. Okay. I do believe that. But to to say that each and every night they're going to be a tough out, I mean, teams have off nights. So, I mean, I. I don't. Seems to me he's talking himself into it. He's talking I, I think. I, I mean, I think he is. But but I'll say this. I think that the top four teams in the division are the same top four teams that have been in the division for the last five years. 
I think it's. I I agree. I think it's Toronto. I think it's Tampa. I think it's Florida, and I think it's Boston. Uh, I think Buffalo is coming. I think Detroit got a little better, Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't think those are playoff teams yet. I could be wrong about Buffalo. I think Buffalo is probably the closest one uh, Mm -hmm. to challenge. Um, Montreal still rebuilding. Um, So I think the same four teams are going to be there at the end. I think the Bruins will make the playoffs. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, they'll they'll have, they'll regress. Of course they're going to regress. They had the best record in the history of the league last year. (laughs) All-time wins. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go from 60-whatever wins to 40 wins. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They'll regress. Um, But... You know, they're still going to be, you know, right there, 95, 100 points, right around there, and they'll make the playoffs. That's, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be second in the division. I think Toronto and then them. I, think, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have the year. that I think they're getting older. I, I don't yeah. think they're going to be as good. And, and frankly, I don't think – I think Florida had a little bit of flash in the pan to them. You know what I mean? They like, did. Yeah, I know they were President Trophy winner of the year before, but they made that major trade. They weren't great for much of the year. They had 43 points less than the Bruins, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they barely got in. And I think that there's going to be a little bit of a hangover Florida I do and I think that they'll you know they'll still make the playoffs but I'm with you people seem to think Buffalo is a sexy pick Detroit's a sexy pick Ottawa even like I don't think any of those teams are as good as the top four still uh the one team I think that could fall out is Tampa Bay I I I would pick if I had to pick one of the top four to not get there I would pick the lightning because I think that there's slowly heading down the ladder. I really do. Yeah, I mean... Some older guys, they've locked in a bunch of guys. They do. Sam Coe's situation. You know, there may be some injuries because they're getting older. You know, they've won their cups. Sure. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um... So we'll but we'll see. I mean, the the preseason... So when is the last time you went to a Bruins game live? Uh... I couldn't tell you. I think it's been, it was pre-COVID. But I think it was either 2018 or 19 that I went to the game. It might have been 18. So it might be five years now that I've, since I've been to a game. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was, it was pre-COVID for me too, I think. Yeah. Well, you went to Montreal that one time, but that was pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, that was pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been. Quite yeah, a while. I mean, I, I to see the Bruins at the Garden, geez, yeah, it's. I know it's been a long time. I know it, it has been, and it's too bad. I mean, I want. I have some 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 games. Kind of, I had Nashville, but that's like on a Tuesday night in April. That's yeah. a tough one to get to. Um, I have some games that I kind of have locked in. Maybe a local game like New York or Philly or something like that. I could try to get to. The other thing is, it's so hard to get tickets to the Bruins. They're it is. It's, expensive. it's very hard to get tickets, and it's very expensive. I, I was yeah. looking uh, actually some of the some of the. Um, uh, Centennial Knights, I guess they're calling it, or whatever, different uh, nights. They play the Rangers for one of those to celebrate, like, the the uh, Lunch Pail AC um, oh, yeah. uh, team. And I was looking online, and it was all secondary market tickets. And, like, getting in the door, like, the cheapest ticket was, like, 195 Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I mean. I'm real. It's unreal, and that's like, and that's like, and that's like three rows from the top of the fucking building. Yeah, you know, 
like the yeah. the loge tickets were like 360 370 oh, yeah. it's, it's outrageous it's 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 unbelievable they priced out like regular people they did they have and it's, you know what it, you know i mean the, the thought is that they'll remain competitive, obviously. But if they ever have a year where they dip, those those tickets are going down in a hurry. Oh, yeah. They're going to crash big time. I mean, uh, I, I just asked the Red Sox. I mean, Red Sox-Yankees yeah. tickets that last series at home that were going for two bucks. See that? Two bucks. Yeah. Yeah, two dollars. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I'd like to get to a game, but I may have to uh, finagle something or hit the lottery here. Or something, um, but you know what you can do. What do you know? What you can spend your money on, and that's when you go to InsideTheRink.com and buy some Bruins Benders merchandise. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> do that. Mugs and more. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So buy that, uh, and also follow us on social media at Bruins Benders as we do game updates on Twitter all season long, and subscribe to the Inside the Rink YouTube page, uh, and watch our content on YouTube. We're gonna do a bend one with the Benders YouTube. Live, yeah, we're shortly. gonna do that. We're gonna do that. We got some other stuff uh, down the pike coming up that we'll hopefully be able to announce pretty soon. Um, the the thing about the Twitter updates. So Elon Musk came out just uh, yesterday, the day before, and said that he was gonna start charging a small monthly fee for Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if that happens, you'll yeah. be getting your Bruins Benders updates on Threads. So uh, <laughs> you can you can follow us at right. Bruins Benders on Threads. We'll, we're over there too. Uh, so um, you can go on to Facebook, or if, yeah, if or you can go right on onto Facebook, Facebook um, yeah. yeah, and and pick us up there. So uh, we'll we're all over the uh, the interwebs. So if you can't mm-hmm. find us on Twitter, if Elon Musk starts charging everybody to 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 use that, then we'll go somewhere else and we'll give you the updates somewhere else so yeah um, absolutely we'll we'll be sure to let you know where that is but uh yeah we're uh, we're excited uh, to start the season and and getting things going here with training camp underway and you know Mm -hmm. Bruins hockey is what uh five or six days away the first preseason game yeah the first preseason game is four days away the 24th yeah Nothing like get, nothing like getting right right into it. They have like right fucking it. Yeah. three practices and then you yeah, play a game. Play a game. Right. I mean, right. I, I, it's a lot I mean, different yeah. than the old days where they, you know, they used training oh, camp yeah. to get into shape. You know, right. they were smoking cigarettes right up until, right. Uh, of course, still you know, working part time jobs. And, and, yeah, yeah, until it was uh, time to time to lace up the skates uh, and right. then get into shape. Then, but you know, now that everybody hits the ground running, they've been captains practicing for a while and. And uh, oh, a lot yeah. of people have been skating and working out all summer. A lot of people stayed local to, to, uh, mm. to work out. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's exciting that, uh, yeah. that the Bruins are almost back uh, 100% and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're gonna, and we're going to keep a close eye on Hockey East. The Bruins have a ton of prospects in Hockey East. They do. So they that's, do. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on that soon as that comes to be. But uh, That'll do it for the Season 3 premiere, and we'll be back now weekly as the Bruins get underway in this 2023-24 season. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, stay tuned for more Bruins Benders podcast. Go Bruins! Thanks a lot. Mm, Bye-bye.